Hello. Hello. Hi. What's up, man? Uh, <laughs> I didn't even realize it started recording immediately as soon as we joined. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's it's really weird, and it didn't connect my mic, but hey, this is fine. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you sound really good. Anyway. And for the people that don't quite understand, uh, this is the first time that we're trying this. <laughs> uh, for people who have listened to me before, you guys know me, uh, Michael Phillips, and uh, I have a very special guest who's going to be on the show from here on out, uh, Damian Miller. Uh, we are both students at uh, Full Sail. Uh, what is it? Dan? I'm drawing a blank right now. Dan Patrick School's Sports. Dan Patrick's. Yeah, Dan Patrick School of Sportscasting Bachelor Degree Program. I believe is the full name of it. We'll just shorten it and say Full Sail Sportscasting Program. <laughs> yeah, that sounds that sounds good. <laughs> anyway, uh, so. My last two episodes, I've been covering a lot of football, and uh, with Damien on here, it's going to be nice. You know, you guys are going to just hear me talk all the time. So we're going to be covering, you know, first we're going to talk about ourselves a little bit, like uh, we were just doing now at the full sale thing, uh, you know, talk about what we what we got going on, and then today we're going to hop right in. Uh, we're going to present our mock drafts to you for the first 10 picks, because the draft is in just a couple of weeks, and then... <laughs> After that, probably makes uh, predictions for next year. And, uh, you know, obviously some of them might be believable. Some of them might be Aaron Rodgers becomes an astronaut. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and don't forget, I have a rant on Jerry Jones that I need oh, to get yeah. off my chest. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he has a very special rant on one of the most hated GMs, honestly. Am I yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I, we'll get to that later. We'll just bottle that up for now. Yeah, and then we have a nice little uh, thought-provoking question of what is better for success in the NFL, a smart quarterback or a decent offensive line? Uh, we could probably throw that poll up on our Twitter, too. Do we have a Twitter for this podcast yet? Um, no, I can make one. But I mean, you, I was going to say, we can, uh, we can make a Twitter and we'll throw the poll up on the Twitter and we'll let anybody who wants to vote, vote on that poll as well. Yeah. And then we'll uh, finish it out with uh, our social media plugs and where people can find us. And then we'll include a link to our to the actual podcast Twitter, probably in the show description later on. Yep. I mean, yeah, obviously I have to go make one. Oh, my God. You know, I just said I hate it about people having phones go off. No, I'm kidding. It's fine. Things happen. We're just going to patiently wait. <laughs> this okay. isn't awkward yeah. at all. Um, yeah, we are the most. Or it's not my phone. I'm visiting my friend right now. It's his phone. It's he just has it um, in case he has to like get faxes and stuff for work. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. we are the most unprofessional professional podcast in the world. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so, Michael, uh, since you and I have just briefly briefly been introduced to each other how about you introduce yourself and kind of like what you're into and then i'll go from there so michael what are you into um <laughs> how do you say this correctly um it's like so, a tinder profile yeah uh, <laughs> six foot which isn't true at all uh, <laughs> no um long t- tall dark and handsome tall, yes, tall, dark and handsome. no uh <laughs> 
No, I, <laughs> I grew up and still currently live in northern Wisconsin. Um, I live in a small town where basically if you don't walk down the street and wave at somebody and they're not your cousin, something's wrong. Yeah. Um, went to a decently small high school. Uh, grew up playing a lot of video games. I blame my uncle for that. <laughs> um, a lot of Madden. I, I really got into Madden when I was in like fourth grade. What was the first one you owned? Uh, uh, which one was it with Michael Vick on the cover? Was that O two? I think that was O two. Um, I got this. I think it was no. I, it's got to be later than that. No, no, because I started really getting into Madden in like the O five era, and that was with Ray Lewis. Maybe it was O four. O four. O four. O five was Ray Lewis. So yeah, O four is the first one I owned, but the first one I played was because let's see i was in like fourth grade so it would have been like oh nine was the first one i played okay i was just given all four so i mean yeah got you i got you yeah so i just played you know and right now i'm still playing you know i've actually played a couple of different like madden tournaments like in person um yeah i went to ea play last year Nice. Yeah, it something I've definitely I've just been playing it every year that it's come out since 2009. So. <laughs> yeah, same here. I think the only one I didn't own before, like or after 05 was the. Uh, oddly enough, was the 06 version with Donovan McNabb on it. Oh really? <laughs> Yeah, you would think being a diehard Eagles fan, I would have had the Donovan McNabb version, but I did not. <laughs> uh, I have strong opinions on Donovan McNabb as well. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. What year was Brett? Brett Favre was in the cover a year, right? Or am I just. Uh, he might have been 10. Hold on. I will uh, I'll Google that. Um, oh. Madden 09. Yeah, that makes sense. The first one I played. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was the one that that I was actually capable for the Wii that did terrible. <laughs> the Wii? Why the hell would you put a football game on a Wii? <laughs> you know, hold on. Now, it would make sense if, like, you could actually use the Wii remote as the football, but you couldn't. You actually you had to play it like a normal game. It didn't make sense to me at all. Yeah, it was not, no, it was not good. Yeah, and I'm going to get this out there ahead of time. I apology, apologize if you hear any sniffling from me uh, battling a little bit of a cold. So if you I mean, hear the occasional sniffle, then tis the season. Yeah, tis the season of third winter. <laughs> third winter. Yeah, you and I had a conversation about that. Here in Pennsylvania, we don't have third winter. We have first, maybe second. We don't get third winter often. And uh, Monday, it was 40 degrees, and today it is 66. Uh, Currently, I believe it is like 27. Yeah, that is the perils of living in Wisconsin. (laughs) Yeah, I've lived here. Okay, whenever I go somewhere south, Mm-hmm. I'm dying. <laughs> uh, like, oh. if I go to like Texas or like Arizona or like California, I'm dying the entire time. 
It's just now. <laughs> now, see, I went down to Orlando twice um, in the like. I can't say last year because one was at the end of 2016. The other was at the uh, middle of 2017. I went down to uh, WrestleMania in 2017. Oh. Yeah. And then uh, I went to Disneyland or Disney World with my family uh, in 2016. And both times I thought that I was going to die of heat stroke <laughs> and have a massive heart attack because the humidity is so terrible there. It's Yeah, it's bad. It's like breathing in just hot water. Oh, yeah, it's like it's the worst. It's like walking around in a sauna for 16 hours a day. <laughs> <laughs> but uh. <laughs> So, yeah, what a- I had a basic childhood, I think. I mean, I didn't really – I mean, my family was okay. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> way, to, way to kind of throw your family under the bus. <laughs> no, like, I have, like – okay, when I say crazy family, I don't mean, like, we're psychotic. But, like, every family has, like, those, those couple of family members that, like, when they show up, you're like, oh, great. So-and-so is here. You're like, this shit's going to get wild. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody has that has that group, and for my family, I happen to be that person. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey, I'm here. Now it's time <laughs> to start little fights and get everything messed up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So I mean, I don't really have too much to tell. I mean, I almost uh, ended up not getting, not pursuing my degree in sports casting. I almost just went for film, and then directing it to a sports career but so yeah i'm happy that full sail has that opportunity now yeah that's the one thing that uh i think you and i talked about our first time that we had a conversation was that um it was hard to like find anything that would get you into sports casting without taking like the broadcast journalism route and then trying to get every little sports writing class or like sports marketing class that you could find that could get you kind of in the door. So now that Full Sail has this sports casting class, it's going to be very helpful for a lot of people that are going to try to pursue this. But then it's also going to create such a competitive market marketplace, more so than it is now, that it's going to be a lot harder to get a job. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, the one upside that we have compared to like other schools that you know have this journalism class you know, besides the whole project launch box thing is that um, our program was started because they partnered with Dan Patrick. Yeah. You like Dan he helped create it. And Patrick. <laughs> yeah. Like he helped create the whole, the whole thing. And it was, and it was nice to see that somebody like that would actually take the time to like lend his expertise into things that we're passionate about you know what i mean exactly and that's awesome that like he's not just you know doing it just you know out of spite he's doing it because he wants other people to be sportscasters because it it is a very it's not a common job like you're not gonna you don't hear about people getting their sportscasting degrees all the time you always hear something about like teaching or like welding or something well, at least where i'm where I from <laughs> Um, where I'm from, you don't really hear about people getting uh, college degrees. <laughs> um, Here it's you hear about you hear about warehouse work a lot. Like I'm a warehouse worker currently, and 
that's a lot of people around here. There's so many warehouses and so many different things that you can do labor wise that like you either are a doctor or a warehouse worker, or you work at a bank. There are so many banks here. That's a really, that's a major trend. Yeah. But, uh, I guess, uh, do you have anything else that you would like everybody else to kind of know? Um, Besides the fact that I'm not tall, dark, and handsome, no. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I'm tall, but I'm not dark because I'm about as pale as a ghost. And uh, handsome, people like to say that I am. I don't believe it, though. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, nobody likes to believe... Well, there are conceited people, but like nobody likes to believe that they're handsome. Oh, no. Trust me. I walk around. I'm probably the most egotistical guy you'll ever meet <laughs> with the unearned sense of... Uh, confidence. I should not have the amount of confidence that I have, but I do. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so talk about yourself, Mr. Confidence over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll fill out my Tinder profile now, I guess. Um, I don't think you're I, happy about that. <laughs> well, maybe not. <laughs> then I guess I'll fill out my Facebook profile. There. <laughs> so I'm 23. I live in Podunk, Pennsylvania, which it that should be the name of the town, really, because <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing here except for banks and pizza shops. Uh, let me see. I'm a big I- football fan, massive Eagles fan. Um, I am a massive baseball fan, and I have my own live radio show uh, called On Deck starting on Sunday at 4 on the Die Hard Sports uh, radio network, so that's a positive. Uh, I'm also going for the sportscasting degree. What's that? I said welcome to the Die Hard Sports family. Well, thank you very much. I had to jump on as soon as you mentioned it because it was just too much of a too much of an opportunity to pass up. You know what I mean? Like the fact that we can throw that on our resumes and stuff for future job placement is, is nice. Yeah. But massive baseball fan. I uh, support the New York Yankees fully. And I'm following that game as we, as we speak, excuse me. Uh, We're up to one because Giancarlo Stanton hit a 420 something foot home run. Let's go. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm about to become the, uh, the Adam Schefter of this podcast because I'll be keeping up with scores throughout it. Um, middle of next season, screaming at my TV while we're recording. Oh, dude, we, okay. So we'd had at some point when we get our, um, when we get our actual laptops and capability to do stuff like that, we should do a live Skype call of us trying to watch football games and let people laugh at us. Eagles <laughs> <laughs> at all next year? What's that? So do the Packers play the Eagles at all next year? Um, I don't believe so. I can look it up. I actually haven't. Yeah, I was going to say, if you want to look it up, and I'll continue to turn on about myself because that's what I do best. Uh, <laughs> Huge MMA fan, uh, huge professional wrestling fan, so much so that uh, I've been a professional wrestler for a little over a year now, about a year and a half, um, at a local independent promotion. 
So I do that on weekends. You'll hear me plug that a lot. Um, yeah, I mean, I play video games, mainly MLB The Show right now, Madden, uh, Call of Duty, whichever one comes out that year. Uh, I have a PS4, an Xbox, a Switch, so I can throw up all my gamer tags if people want to add me onto it. Um, Batman Freak. I have way too many animated Batman movies and decorations and I'm getting a whole sleeve dedicated to Batman uh, for a tattoo on my right arm. That's cool. And yeah, and a massive metalhead. Like the fact that people can't understand the words because they're screaming so loud makes me happy. You would get along with my friend Frank very well. (laughs) Yeah, my... uh, I'm going out to see a band in a week and a half and I'm just ready to mosh. Yeah. Oh yeah. But uh do we play the Packers this year? No. I was looking at it and the schedule sucks. I <laughs> Are... <laughs> Who the Eagles or the Packers? Yeah, Packers. Like there's not any games that really stand I mean, obviously we play the Bears, Vikings, and Lions twice. But well, yeah. other than that, we play the Cardinals, the Rams, the 49ers, the Seahawks, the Bills, the Patriots, the Dolphins, the Jets, the Falcons, and the Redskins. Um, can I go ahead and make my bold prediction now that you guys are going to go like 4-12? and 12? Um, You can make that prediction. I don't agree with you, but you can make it. Well, okay, so so tell me what games do you think this is where we'll actually get into the meat and potatoes of the podcast. I guess we're exactly. we're right there now. You tell me which games that you think you're going to win and I'll tell you if you're wrong or not. Okay. We're going pre draft, like pre mock draft. Uh yeah, we're gonna do pre mock draft. Okay. So based on the team right now, and assuming Aaron Rodgers comes back healthy and Brett Hundley just dies in a meteor strike. Um he wasn't terrible. He wasn't, but he was. And Deshaun Kaiser is much more of a developmental quarterback, in my opinion, than Brett Hundley will be. So, anyway, assuming Aaron Rodgers... To be fair. So, a backup doesn't even see the field. Um, we're, I want to say we'll beat the Bears. It'll be close because the Bears are getting a great offense right now. Um, Lions... I think they're going to have a really, really good draft, too, because I yeah. think they're, what, pick eight? I think so, yeah. Um, yeah, I think they're going to have a really good draft. So they're going to be they're gonna be hard to hard to beat this year. Yeah, they will be. But anyway, uh, I think we'll be able to beat the Bears. Lions, they haven't really stood out to me recently, like in the past couple of years. So... Um, it's hard to compete against Matt Stafford, though. Yeah, yeah, but you take Matt Stafford out of there, they're not – no. Okay, well, I have you guys starting off one and one so far. I think you guys will lose to the Lions, but go ahead. Okay, Vikings, definite loss. I'm I, I'm not going to even argue that. We're going to lose. Um, Kirk Cousins is the quarterback there, correct? Yes. Yeah, then, yeah, you guys are going to lose. Well, even without Kirk Cousins, we had journeyman Case Keenum, and we – did or not we, but Vikings had journeyman Case Keenum and did did amazing. So I mean, having yeah. Um, I mean, obviously they didn't do good against your Eagles, but yeah. Um, 
<laughs> uh, next, we got the Cardinals, which I think they will win. I mean, I don't see the. I mean, the Cardinals might have a good draft, but I don't see them really coming together all that well. Depends on who's playing at quarterback. Because if you have Sam Bradford, you guys – if they have Sam Bradford, you guys will lose. Okay. If they don't have Sam Bradford, you have a chance. It's Sam Bradford, but he is made of glass, so more than likely he's going to get hurt. So then yeah. after that, they have Mike Glennon. Well, then if they draft – say they draft, I don't know, Lamar Jackson or something, which I don't think they should because he's not really a fit in my opinion. Well, I mean, they do have a run-heavy offense for next year. I don't know. Anyway um, – <laughs> Not only that, though, they need somebody that can run because that offensive line isn't going to allow them to have a pocket presence at all. No, I mean, they made some moves for offensive line, but it's not going to be anything exponential. So I think that should be no. Green Bay. Rams, obviously, are going to dominate the hell out of Green Bay. Um, They're going to dominate the hell out of, like, everybody. Yeah. Uh, 49ers, I, that's a toss-up for me because Jimmy Garoppolo was their savior. And, you know, they just got Richard Sherman. So, um, I think Jimmy G's legit. Uh, I saw him play last year, and the fact that he what he went undefeated in five games, four games, something like that. Uh, uh defeated with the 49ers in five games. Yeah, yeah. So let's let's say that I think the 49ers are going to be a long shot wild card team this year. I don't think they win the division, but I could definitely see them winning a wild winning a wild card spot. Yeah, I mean. I think the Rams are going to win that division. Seahawks definitely aren't. I think it's going to come down to the Rams and 49ers. Yeah, and the we'll talk about the Rams later. We have that kind of slated in. Yeah. Um, the Bills, they – I think we'll win against the Bills. Yeah, I mean, they don't really have much there because they just got rid of their quarterback. They have Nathan Peterman, who no, let's remember been- through – they have who? AJ McCarron. Okay. Um, the problem I have with AJ McCarron is he started what two games? Yeah. He hasn't really been proven yet, and you, it's the Bills. They could end up starting Nathan Peterman. Yeah, but if you look at well, and if, <laughs> if they draft a quarterback too, like they could end up starting him. So like, you you don't know. I mean, really? Um, yeah. But Nathan Peterman obviously had a god-awful debut last season. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. Oh, I missed the Seahawks. I think you guys will beat the Bills. Yeah, I think we'll beat the Bills. Seahawks, um, that team is just Russell Wilson with extra bodies around him. So, I think we should be able to win that. Yeah, that's a win. Um, Dolphins, oh, God, yeah. That's going to be a win. Um... Okay, the thing with the Dolphins is they have the same thing that the Jaguars have. Um, it all depends on what which Ryan Tannehill shows up. That's even if Ryan Tannehill ends up being their starter. Because if they draft high and get a great quarterback, then Ryan Tannehill. Uh, yeah, but we're doing this pre-mock draft. I'm assuming oh, yeah, yeah. that they have Ryan Tannehill. And I think – Ryan Tannehill has gotten better over the last couple of years, so they're not going to be exactly a pushover. So that's a toss-up. Yeah. Um, I'd still say it's a win, but it's a close win, like maybe by a field goal. Yeah, I can see that. Um, Jets, 
The Jets are coming together. Sure, their um, situation's iffy. I mean, they just got Josh McCown on a one year and then Teddy Bridgewater on a one year. They're expected to take a quarterback at, you know, their third pick. So. Wouldn't it be shocking, though, if they would end up drafting, like, a Saquon Barkley or something like that to go with, like, a Teddy Bridgewater? Okay, but say Teddy Bridgewater doesn't succeed and they just have a running back. They can depend yeah. on maybe for one more year, but, like, after that, they'd have to wait till next year's draft. Yeah, next year's draft doesn't have a lot of quarterbacks coming out, does it? I don't think so, no. No. All right, anyway, continue. Uh, you guys should beat the Jets. Um, Falcons. This is an interesting one, actually. Uh, it depends on what Falcons team shows up, but I think the Falcons had you guys out. Yeah. Uh, Redskins, I have us being the Redskins. It's weird. You guys are playing the Redskins, but you're not playing us? Yeah. I don't, I don't get it. It must be one of those, like, exhibition thrown-in games or something like that. It's gotta be. But, so, what do we have here? Win against the Bears, loss against the Lions, um, loss against the Vikings, win against the Cardinals, loss against the Rams, win against the 49ers. Um, no, I said you'd lose against the 49ers. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> lost to the 49ers, win to the Seahawks, win to the Bills. Uh... I'm going to say win to the Dolphins. Mm, I'll, I'll say win. Yeah. So right now, we're – what am I at? We're at – I think it's six and four. Six, six and four. Yeah, six and four. Uh, Falcons lost, so we're at six and five. Redskins win, seven and five. Yeah. That's win. Uh, Eight and five. Five. Patriots. It depends what. Uh, I'd have to see more off off season moves before I could actually make a decision on that. But I still think uh, Big Dick Tom Brady comes in and uh, mops the floor with your defense. Yeah, <laughs> I don't blame you. That makes sense. So, uh, ten and six season. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You guys actually have a pretty. That's not too bold of a prediction. That's like pretty standard, I guess. But this is like, yeah. But this is like we're saying this is pre-draft. I mean, the Packers could have a phenomenal draft or the worst draft out of all the teams. Yeah, that seems that seems to be how the Eagles go. They either have one of the greatest drafts of all time, or they shit the bed. And nine times out of ten, they shit the bed. I mean, <laughs> they made the right choice with Carson Wentz. Yeah, yeah, I will give them that. But then I don't think they actually made the right choice with Donovan McNabb, and we paid for that for like 12 years. Well, I mean, hey, you got your Super Bowl win now. Yeah, off of St. Saint Nick Foles, Nick Foley and Dynamite taking us to the freaking Super Bowl. Who would have thought that would have happened? Oh, oh, so I don't know if you know this, but after that game, because you know that Uh really special where where Nick Foles caught that touchdown? On yes. Man, they increased his catching stat by like 30. <laughs> Did they really? Yeah. And then they came out with a wide receiver card on uh, Madden Mobile. 
It was like a 99 overall. It was Nick Foles, and it was super funny. That's actually impressive. That's funny as hell because, like, we were watching that game, and I remember we were at a friend of mine's house, and he was just being that guy that just had to root for the Patriots because it was contrarian to everybody else. Yeah. And Tom Brady dropped that dropped that pass, and we're all standing there. We're like, why the hell would you even throw that? What, like, what goes through your mind? Mm-hmm. And then Philly does it, and I jump on him. I'm like, let's go, let's go. And he goes, but yeah, five minutes ago, you were sitting there going, well, why would you do that? And I was like, you play to win the game. <laughs> well, that man, it's Tom Brady. That man is slow. Slow. God, he's like a snail in freaking quicksand. Slow. It's hilarious when Brady tries to scramble. It, it it entertains me because he runs like a fairy. High school, I ran a four seven forty. I could not tell you what I what I ran in high school because all I knew were base paths. And <laughs> it it wasn't. You know, obviously, I'm not like a star athlete. But, I mean, it wasn't slow, but it wasn't fast. Yeah. I mean, a 4740, that's like defensive lineman numbers. Yeah. So, I mean. <laughs> anyway. Uh, well, <laughs> let's, uh, let's, not, let's not make you feel any worse. Let's go through the <laughs> Eagles schedule this year and uh, see what we predict the Eagles will do pre-draft. So we have the Dallas Cowboys who have really fallen apart from two years ago when they went on that 13 and three run, which the Packers ruined. Yeah. Thank God. Thank God. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? I would have, I would have sucked off Aaron Rodgers that night if I really (laughs) needed to just to get, just to get him to beat Dallas. Like, good God. I hate Dallas. Anyway. Um, I think we beat the Cowboys both times this year. Uh, I don't see Ezekiel Elliott staying healthy for 16 games because they just rely on him too much. And Dak Prescott Dak Prescott just can't throw a deep ball. Dak Prescott should not be a quarterback. No, he should be a running back. Oh, yeah, he's not big enough to be anything else. No, not really. Like a tight end, maybe? Yeah. Maybe? I wouldn't even put him at tight end. Maybe like fullback. Yeah, but even then, you got to be big. Look at what Gruden's oh, doing out there and uh, out there in Oakland. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I think we beat the. Uh, I think we beat the Cowboys twice. Yeah. Uh, I- then we got the Minnesota Vikings, who have Kirk Cousins, a good offensive line. Great. Uh, yeah, uh, he has a decent running back because Jarek McKinnon is still there. Nope, he's uh, in San Francisco now. I missed that one too. Jeez. Um, oh, no, they have uh, Dalvin Cook. Yep, and then Latavius Murray is still there too. Yeah, so, I mean, they have two pretty good weapons at uh, running back. So, it it's hard for me to say but I think the Vikings end up getting the victory this time. Yeah. Uh, Cause I'm not sure if it's at home or not for them. 
it's not it's not saying on this on this uh, schedule that is produced by NFL.com. Next is the New York Giants, and we should wipe the floor with them both times. That's a good uh, win. Yeah, that's that's like one of those like okay, it's the third quarter. Can we just claim mercy? Like yes, exactly, <laughs> it'll be like forty-eight to three, and Eli Manning's trying to walk off the field. Like yeah. Yeah, it's it's not going to be very good for the New York Giants. Uh, they're going to go massively sub-500. Um, next, it looks like we play the Atlanta Falcons. That's... I have you guys winning that. We should, but Matty Ice... Could, tends to turn on that power in games that he's expected to lose. That's true. Yeah. So maybe, but I I would say that we win that. So what? We're off to a one, two, three, four, five and one start. Yep. As of right now. <laughs> um. Next is the Panthers. Uh. I'll probably say that as a loss because Cam Newton is one of the hardest quarterbacks to defend against. And then they also have Christian McCaffrey and uh, he's just better than Ezekiel Elliott. In my opinion, he's more all around. And I just think that he could, he could carry an offense better than Ezekiel Elliott can. Yeah. And I like, you know, speedy running backs rather than, I mean, Ezekiel Elliott is fast, obviously, but like Christian McCaffrey, you know, you know, son of famous wide receiver, uh, is it Ed McCaffrey, something like that. I think Donkey. so. Yeah. Um, you know, he's actually like fast, fast. There's a reason like he was also a return specialist and plays receiver half the time too. Yeah, I mean, he's like a Darren Sproles, except yeah. bigger. Yeah, that's a that's a good. <laughs> Uh, but uh yeah so i mean then i wouldn't say i wouldn't say it's a win but i also cuz they did lose a you know a couple of players off their offensive line um I, who are their wide receivers devin funches that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it i don't i don't really think that they have any other wide receivers i can look it up really quick um Oh no, they have uh Tory Smith there now. Oh yeah, duh. Yeah. Um so I mean they have they have decent weapons, but I'm not gonna say that they have like all star weapons. Yeah, they have good enough. Yeah. Yeah. It's good enough to get by and I don't know. I I'd claim that as a loss for Philadelphia as well as this next game, which is the Houston Texans. Um. Yeah, Deshaun Watson's magical. <laughs> he is magical, but you need more than just Deshaun Watson. Who's their running back? Like, if if I say to you, Houston Texans running back, a name is not going to pop in your head right away. You got to think about it. Yeah, I don't even know off the top of my head. Um, I'm looking it up now. They have nothing available on their website, so that's always good news. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> they obviously have good receivers. Lamar Miller. Lamar Miller, that's who it is. I'm saying he was on the Dolphins a couple years ago, but yeah, and Deontay Foreman um, oh, yeah. as their backup there, and then you also have DeAndre Hopkins, Will Fuller, yeah. uh, Bruce Ellington, Sammy Coates is down there now. Um, Sammy Coates. Sammy Coates is very talented, very speedy. Yeah. Um, I just think that he kind of got the bad end of the stick, in my opinion. Oh yeah. Um. And then you also have like JJ Watt and Jadavian Clowney if they can both stay healthy. Yeah. Tyron Matthews is a good pickup for them in the uh, safety position. Then you also have uh, Kareem Jackson and Jonathan Joseph, both outstanding corners. So I, I think that they have a decent team. I think that they'd be a team that could upset Philadelphia coming into that game. Yeah. I mean, they're. They're not really a team that's really big in the offseason right now. Like, obviously, they're making moves, but they're not, like, anything exponential. So, like, I think everybody's seeing them. They're quiet. Yeah, they're quiet. They're just yeah. like the, uh, the the cowgirls. Um, <laughs> the Redskins, um, I think we split that one. I think we go one win, one loss with the Redskins. Um, Alex Smith is a good addition for them, but I don't think it's the right addition. No, I don't think so either. They need somebody that can actually move the ball down the field. Alex Smith is not that at all. So it's, well, you also, he's more, he's more accurate than Kirk Cousins. Yes. He's also had more weapons than Kirk Cousins though. Uh, provide me that fact because the only Smith. weapon that Alex yeah that was one year Uh, that was more than one year no, Ty... isn't Tyreek Hill only a second is he a second or third year this will be his third year this will be his third okay so two yeah. years then Sammy Watkins continue which was last or not Sammy Watkins he's not Sammy Watkins he's there now so I'm dumb um Oh, uh, what's his name? Chris Conley was pretty good. Um, Albert Wilson. They're all like low names, but they get the job done. Right, but then you also had like for Kirk Cousins, you had Deshaun Watkins, or yeah, now I'm doing it, Deshaun Jackson, um, who was there. You had um, Terrell Pryor, who Josh Doxson. Terrell oh, yeah. Pryor. I'm totally forgetting about like Josh, Josh. Oh my God, Josh Doxson, Jamison Crowder, and stuff. Yeah, you have Jamison Crowder, Josh Doxson. You had Deshaun Jackson there while he was there. Terrell Pryor was there. Um, you have uh, Jordan Reed. Um, I mean. I Kirk Cousins had way more weapons. I just don't think that he had the correct offensive line help for him. But he had weapons and was still wasn't able to complete the ball to them. So I think that Jordan or yeah, Jordan Reed, uh Kirk Cousins is better off in Minnesota where he has this quick quicker targets like Stephon Diggs. Yeah. But uh Alex Smith I think is going to be better suited in Redskin land than he was in uh, Arrowhead with Andy Reid, who, let's be honest, doesn't know how to use a running back. Um, Andy Reid doesn't know how to do anything besides eat. 
I mean, he got the Eagles to five NFC Championship games. Okay, since he's been with the Chiefs. Fair. <laughs> um, so who you got? But I, I think the Eagles will split with the Redskins one and one. Um, Indianapolis, I think we blow them out of the water. Yep. Um, Even if Andrew, Lowe there's just. Yeah, like he's been out for what two years now. Some he's still not going to be right after this year. I don't think. I think he's going to. I think he's going to have to end his career early. I'm not going to say it's this year, but definitely Come. by the end of um, the next like three years, he'll probably have to retire. Yeah, his shoulders. He's been he's been hit too much. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, Colts. That's a blowout. Yeah, and now um, I think that's it. Uh, that's all support for me. Cowboys are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. That's only eleven games. Oh yeah, I, what's that? I think you guys play the Rams. I remember. I sort of got Jaguars. Titans. Uh, hold on, let me look again. Yes, we have the Saints, Bucks, Jags, Rams, and Titans. Yet I have you beating the Bucks, obviously. Uh, yeah, losing to the Rams. Uh, yeah, I think we will lose to the Rams. I think they're gonna, like I said, I think they're gonna go fourteen and two. Um, Jaguars. Uh, I don't see them having a great season next year. No, I think they're going to regress a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think they'll still make the playoffs, but they won't make it as well as they did this year. No. And then we should beat the Titans. Oh, yeah. And we should beat the Saints. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd say you beat the Saints. Because they haven't really addressed their defense at all. They they got lucky with drafting Marshawn and Lattimore and him being the stud that he is. Oh my gosh! Yeah, but after that, yeah, they uh, they definitely get very lucky with draft picks. They do. Like that's what's Kamara. Yeah, Kamara. <laughs> I well, nobody would have thought that. I talked about on uh, you know you know only an hour and a half ago, roughly. I did my uh, recording for uh, Under Center. Um, I talked about Elvin Kamara just a little bit. Uh, I was talking about David Johnson, and I said how like half the country or anybody that does fantasy football was pissed that David Johnson got hurt, you know, in the season opener. I was one of the lucky people that had um, Alvin Kamara as my backup. So yeah, even though David Johnson got hurt, I still did insanely well in fantasy football last year. Now, see, I was trying to draft Alvin Kamara and then got the update that, oh, well, they don't think that he's going to do very much that Mark Ingram's going to get the majority of the carry. So I was like, yeah, okay, I'll take it. I'll take that bet and go with Mark Ingram. He's been pretty solid. Yeah. And then Kamara goes off and I'm like, well, a freaking course you would. <laughs> yeah. When it comes to my backups, like I was for sure that David Johnson was going to be fine and I was wrong. So, um, I just kind of went with, I was like, hey, you know, they say Alvin Kamara, you know, isn't really going to touch the ball. He's just going to learn on the Mark Ingram. But, hey, I mean, 
I'll just take him just in case, and then I'm lucky and yeah. Yeah. So let's look here because you guys went ten and six off of our predictions, correct? Yeah, and I think I did the. I just added it up here, and I think we had you going thirteen and three. Yeah. So about the exact same record as last year. Yeah. So I'd say yeah, somewhere you guys are gonna go somewhere between twelve and four and fourteen and two. Yep. That sounds about right. Yeah. Now now that we have that, I think we should go into our top ten pick mock draft. Oh, I gotta bring my laptop by me now. Again, most professional unprofessional <laughs> most unprofessional professional podcast yeah. ever. Just throwing it out there. <laughs> uh, Let's see, what are we at? We're at 45 minutes of recording time, too. So we're actually making pretty good on it. Yeah. All right. All right. So um, I need a. Do you have your list up? Just give me like 20 seconds. Everybody count the 20 in your heads now. We're going to make it really awkward for Michael. well i'll start it off at least currently while your laptop loads um we'll we'll do that the number one the number one pick uh is the browns now you and i have both heard conflicting reports today because you had said that you had read that they had committed to sam darnold yep i read on cbs sports that they had committed to josh rosen now I truly don't believe that either one should be the quarterback for the Browns. I believe it should be Josh Allen. But considering that I read a thing that said that they were committed to Josh Rosen, I have them taking Josh Rosen number one. Now, like you said, I saw that they're committing to Sam Darnold, and I think Sam Darnold is the best fit there. You think it should be Josh Allen, but I think Sam Darnold's more of a dynamic player, more accuracy. Sure, he can't throw the ball you know, halfway through the, or halfway out of the stadium, but (laughs) um, yeah. So I have the Browns taking Sam Darnold first overall. Now, the reason that I have them taking Josh Allen is because I believe that they would have learned from their mistakes, which again, I know I'm talking about the Browns here. You would think that they'd learn after saying, Oh, Carson Wentz isn't going to amount to anything. Really? The man just went, Pretty much thirteen and three and won a Super Bowl for the Philadelphia Eagles. He was going to be an um, was going to be an MVP until he got injured. Yeah, and I still think he should have been because Tom Brady still yeah. didn't have a better year than he did. Todd Gurley was above Tom Brady, honestly. Yes, yes, and so that's what upset me about the Carson Wentz thing for MVP. But the Browns taking Josh Rosen, I do believe. It makes sense because Josh Rosen has really good pocket maneuverability, um, which he's going to need because they are going to be under, or he's going to be under pressure a lot this year. Uh, they lost Joe Thomas, which I truly believe that they need to address that, uh, that left tackle position. Hopefully they do in the draft in the second or third rounds. Um, this class can has a couple diamonds, I believe. Um, his name escapes me, but the left tackle, I believe he's coming out of Georgia. Um, it's either a left tackle or a left guard. I think that he would be a nice little fit there for uh, the Browns, but 
they need to address their offensive line. So, oh, yeah, with Joe, I think, Josh, yeah. yeah, with Joe Thomas leaving, um, they're going to have their best bet with Josh Rosen. Um, now for the Giants, I assume that you and I are going to flip flop here. Uh, I have them taking Sam Darnold at two. Uh, I actually have uh, – who do I have? Okay, so a lot of reports are saying that the Giants should take Saquon Barkley, which I don't agree with. The Giants – Well, okay, so back to the whole thing about um, the Houston Texans running back. Who is the Giants running back? Uh, Orleans Dark. <laughs> I had to think about it. Yeah. So, yeah, Orleans Dark. Come on now. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have – actually, I would like to see the Giants take um, an offensive lineman here. But do I see it happening? Probably not because it's not an exciting pick. Exactly. Um, but based on what I would do if I were the GM, which I mean – I wouldn't go for exciting picks. I'd play. I, I get picks to win. Uh, I get Quentin Nelson, offensive guard, I believe, out of Notre Dame. Yes. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Um, I have him going a little bit later in the draft, but uh, the team I have him going to really needs a offensive guard as well. Now, we have the New York Jets at three. This is where I think they will take Josh Allen. And I see, I don't really, I have Josh Allen falling to five. You have him falling to five to the Broncos? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'll wait for your reasoning on that. Who do you have at three then? Josh Rosen. You have Josh Rosen at three? I have Josh Rosen at three. Going to the Jets. I, I truly don't think like, even if, even if the Browns go Sam Darnold at one, I don't think Josh Rosen makes it past number two. But it also depends because the Giants normally don't know what the hell they're doing ever. Um, yeah. So my reasoning for them taking Josh Allen is they have deep deep threats with Quincy, and I hate trying to pronounce his name, uh, Anunwa. Oh, yeah. Quincy. They have... That's a deep threat for them. So is uh, Terrell Pryor because they picked him up this offseason. And they're going to need somebody that's going to, have, that's going to be able to get the ball down the field. Um, so Josh Allen has proven that he's the best at that, um, considering yeah. that he can throw a football out of a stadium and hit the Goodyear blimp. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that that's the best pick there at three. Now at four – for uh, we have the Browns again. They have two top five picks. This is where Saquon Barkley comes off the board. I think the Browns desperately need an elite running back, and Saquon Barkley. If you've seen anything out of Penn State that has been elite, his name is Saquon Barkley. He is fast. Uh, I I can't remember his forty time off the top of my head. Four three eight. But yeah, <laughs> there you go. Um, he put up uh, 20 or 30-something reps up on the bench. Um, he has been incredible from the combine, 
And in his college career, the Browns needs an elite player, and I believe that Saquon is that. Yeah, he is definitely a he, – he, okay, how do I say this? He is a football player, like, through and through. He is not somebody like an Odell Beckham Jr. where he's going to – where he was flashy even in college. He, he Saquon Barkley, he goes out there and plays the game. Yeah. Okay, so I, I have his combine results here. It was a 4-4. Yeah, so do I. So I, I was being nice and saying 4-3-8. Um, 4-3-8 was Shaquem Griffin. I mean, a freaking linebacker. But anyway. Yeah, he was insane. Yeah. Um, so anyway, 4-4, 40-yard dash. He had 29 reps, which there's offensive linemen that have less than that. Mm-hmm. Um, a 40, a 41-inch vertical. Um, I hold on. You keep doing that. I will. I will look something up okay. quick. Go ahead. Keep going. Um, his twenty-yard shuttle, which I mean, that's. I'm trying to think. Twenty. Oh yeah, it's where. Okay. Twenty-yard shuttle. It's cone drill, pretty much. No cone drill. Uh, the twenty-yard shuttle is you run. Um. I think it's you run ten yards, then run back, or. Yeah, it's you run ten. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's like um suicides. Kind of, yeah. In basketball. And he did that in 4.24 seconds. Yeah. Um, let's see here. I have his full analysis. He Okay. He, they, with uh, what NFL.com do, does for, like, prospects and stuff is they give them a NFL comparison. Yeah. You know who they – I saw that. They have, they have Barry Sanders yeah, listed. Barry Sanders, one of the best running backs of all time. Yeah, um, this kid's this kid's amazing. He's I think this is where he needs to go is to the Browns because I think finally they have a GM who actually gives a shit about winning, and he it, I think that he's going to be used utilized very well there. Yeah, and if you look here for Saquon Barkley's weaknesses, he barely has any weaknesses. The ones he has, yeah he can fix. He's more elusive than he is powerful. Which I mean, that's a, that's a good thing, but also a bad thing. He's not a Marshawn Lynch type, but he gets the job done. Yeah, and that's that's the biggest thing is like the Browns need players that are going to get the job done. Now, the thing I was looking up right here, it took me forever to find because holy crap, they don't like to archive their results at all. All Sean Jeffrey. Oh yeah. At his combine, jumped 36 and a half inches. And he's one of the best red zone threats in the league. Yeah. Put that in perspective, Saquon Barkley jumped five inches taller than this man. And I believe he's shorter. He is short. <laughs> yeah, Saquon is six foot, and you have Alshon at six, two and a half. Yep. <laughs> it's insane. So. Saquon Barkley, it should go at four. Is that who you have? Oh yeah, uh, there's no, there's okay. no doubt about it. I'm having Saquon going. I when I first made my mock draft, like, uh, that I was gonna do like a month ago, I had Saquon at one, and then I read through it. I'm like, yeah, this is dumb. I'm gonna have him at four. <laughs> I mean, all those, all of them need a running back as well, but I think they need to address their quarterback position first. Um. Now for five, who do you have? You have uh, Josh Allen going at five. I have Josh Allen going to the Denver Broncos. Yep. 
I have Baker Mayfield. See, I like that move. I loved watching Baker Mayfield this year. Yeah, um, Baker Mayfield is – I've gotten away from the whole, oh, you need to be a stand-up guy on the field and off the field. No, I don't care. Have exactly. cockiness. Have some swagger. Do your thing. If you're good, you're good. And Baker Mayfield's good. Um, I truly don't I, – I think he is slightly overrated to be a – a first round pick. Um, I wouldn't. Okay. Realistically, his, his, his combine was really good, but his stats throughout the season, I think, was a little inflated because they had an amazing offensive line. And here's the thing about Baker Mayfield I wouldn't say that he's overrated to be a first round prospect. I'd say he'd be a first round. But without all this hype, say like he wasn't like this big, you know, big name player and stuff. Obviously, he's going to be a big name player because he's a first round pick. But realistically, it, may, it would make sense for him to go in top 20. I agree. I think that he should be a backup first before trying to start in the NFL. And the Broncos are going to try to push him to be a starter. Uh, No, they have Case Keenum. Bro. Okay, they have Case Keenum to train Baker Mayfield. Hypothetically. Bro. (laughs) The Vikings had a great offensive line and a lot of weapons. What do the Broncos have? Emmanuel Sanders. Case Keenum's not gonna be the Case Keenum is not going to be the starter. And if he is, it's just basically to train whoever they draft. Yeah. But I I... sorry, go ahead. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I was just kind of going to just do a little recap that like you have who do you have Baker Mayfield going to I have Broncos, Mayfield yeah and I have Josh Allen I think Josh Allen to me he reminds me of Big Ben but and he also reminds me of Paxton Lynch who would the Broncos currently have yeah but is a bust where I don't think Josh Allen's going to be a bust yes he needs to work on his accuracy but once you know he he can sling that ball halfway down the field so. Exactly. Paxton Lynch couldn't get it past the 50-yard line from the 20. Come on. <laughs> well, I mean, he could, but, like, he struggled to do it. Mm-hmm. So My uh, thing with my thing with Josh Allen, I don't think that he's going to drop that far because there's a lot of hype around him, and a couple, like, two of these teams in the first, or in the first five picks are massive – name stars like they they love their names and that is the Giants and the Jets and I don't think that even if he goes past the Browns I don't think he makes it to the Jets or past the Giants or Jets I think one of them is going to take him and that's why I had him being taken third by the Jets all right um Um, number six is the Colts I have them taking Quentin Nelson that makes sense, but I have them taking uh, Bradley Chubb. Okay. Because they need defense help. Yes, they need offensive line help because basically if Andrew Luck plays, they have a walking – like They have an imploding wall. Exactly. So, <laughs> yes, they need the offensive line help, which Quentin Nelson makes sense. And this draft in general is also loaded with offensive linemen. 
Yeah, but you're not going to get that that I don't want to say I don't want to keep saying elite because I think once you're past the first five picks, you cease to be elite. I think at that point you become a very good offensive lineman. And I, what's that? You become above average after top. Oh, well, I wouldn't say top five. I'd say top eight. Yeah, I and Quentin Nelson like he's. He's going to have a lot to prove if he gets drafted there because they're going to rely on him heavily to guard Andrew Luck. And we've seen Andrew Luck has the body of a 35-year-old quarterback who's taken years of punishment. Um, yeah. It, it, ceases to, it ceases to come out so far that Andrew Luck even has um, or even is healthy. So we'll see about that. Um, and that, and if not, you have, I think, uh, Jacoby Brissett, correct? Yes. So you have Jacoby Brissett who can escape, but do you want him to run 15 to 20 times a game just because there's pressure? Exactly. I think they need the offensive line help more than they need the defensive line help. But I mean, yeah, with the whole Bradley Chubb thing, they need an edge rusher too. So I mean, it's really hard to say. Yes. Yeah, at this point, like in the top ten, all of these teams need multiple positions that they should address. Um, number seven is the Bucks. I have them taking Denzel Ward. Uh, he's a cornerback. Uh, yeah, and I hate saying this because, it, I, no, I agree with you, but like. What I hate saying about it is, or why I, why I hate saying it is that I really want the Packers to get Denzel Ward, but he's not going to fall to 14. No. Um, Ohio State's known for their defense, and Denzel Ward is the standout coming out in this class. Uh, so, I mean, there's not much more that you can say about him. He runs a 4 3 40. Um, he had 16 reps on the bench, uh, 39-inch vertical, and a 136-inch broad jump, which really doesn't mean a whole hell of a lot. Um, just kind of looking at his uh, stuff on NFL.com, they're kind of comparing him to uh, Marshawn Lattimore. Yeah, which I agree with. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a little physical, but he plays zone better than he does man. Um, yep. he had, in 2017, he was uh, All-American and All-Conference. First teams with 37 tackles, two for loss, two interceptions and 15 pass breakups, which was top 10 in the nation. So, I mean, the Bucks they have a decent defensive line. I'm not going to say that they have a great one. Um their secondary is what needs the most help. So I believe that that's where he's going to uh, fall. All right. Um, so um, why is this happening right now? <laughs> Having computer issues? Yeah, I wasn't loading for a second. Mm. Okay. Oh, by the way, for your score update for today, uh, the Yankees in the bottom of the fourth are leading the uh, Tampa Bay Rays seven to one because Aaron Judge, Gary Sanchez, and Giancarlo Stanton have all hit home runs. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah. Who are we at? The Bucks. Uh, no, we just did the Bucks. Now it's the Bears. 
Okay. Um. Oh well, for me for the Bucks, I have them taking uh Mike McGlinchey. Oh, I thought you said you you agreed with Denzel Ward. My fault. <laughs> oh, yeah, I I agree with it, but that, yeah, that's not who I have. <laughs> okay. 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 My bad. Yeah, it's yeah. I have Mike McGlinchey, offensive tackle, another Notre Dame player. Okay. Um, Bears. Who you at? Yes, I have the Bears taking uh, Bradley Chubb, defensive end. Um, because they they just don't have a good pass rush at all. Yeah. Um, I think they were in the bottom half of the league for pressure. Um, produced on. <laughs> Oh, there was some interference there. I don't know what that was. Yeah. Um, they had um, they were bottom half of the uh, of the NFL in defensive pass rush, and right now looking at their depth chart, I mean they have Akeem Hicks, but outside of that, you have Danny Trevathan when he's there. They have uh, Aaron Lynch now too. Yeah, I mean, you have decent ones, but I feel like that's the that's what you need to address the most is trying to get yourself ready for uh, a stellar defensive line and building it up to be younger than what it is. So that's where I think they need to go is uh, Bradley Chubb. I have them taking Tremaine Edmonds. Okay. Uh, linebacker out of Virginia Tech. Yes, he can. He can put his hand in the in the dirt, and he can play defensive line too. So I mean, he's like I wouldn't say he's their Khalil Mack, but you get what I mean. Like he can play linebacker, also get down and get into the trenches a little bit too. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Um, that's that's just one thing. Like I'm not sure. I'm not sure they need uh, – He's is he an interior or outside linebacker? He's interior, correct? I believe so, yes. Okay, so you have – you're going to want somebody that's more in that, – that does more coverage for your inside backer, and I just don't think that he produces all of that. I think that he's one of those guys that you're going to have to send on the pass rush, which if that's the case, you might as well get a Bradley Chubb who is um, – more adept to rushing the passer. Well, actually, he's he, he was one of those players that kind of played both inside, but he was he's officially listed as an outside linebacker. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. I I'm doing this based off of things that I've researched. Um, yeah. So for everybody that is out there that is just like, oh, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Um, nine times out of ten, I am kind of guessing just yeah. based on team needs and what I read. So um, I don't watch a whole lot of college football. I try, but there's so much more other things that uh, I have to do on a Saturday than watching college football. So, yeah. <laughs> um, um, so move- the Niners. Yeah, moving on from the Bears to the 49ers. Uh, Who do you – I have Kelvin Ridley. Okay. Because Jimmy G needs weapons. My other option, yeah. I brought it down to Calvin Ridley or Roquan Smith. Okay. Which, I mean, Roquan Smith, 
obviously is a dynamic linebacker, but I think Jimmy G needs that weapon in Kelvin Ridley. Um, I can agree with that. I, uh, I think that he is going to need weapons, but to me, the Niners need safety help. Yeah. And that's where I have Derwin James. At, yep. That's, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, he, right now the Niners have Jimmy Ward and Jaquiski Tart. Yep. You, you need, you need a better safety. And at this point, um, Derwin James, he's very, uh, very good at dropping into coverage to help the over the top, uh, to help over top, excuse me. And um, I just, I believe that he is the better fit. Um, a lot of, a lot of the six through tens need to address their defense more than anything. Um, in my opinion, I think all but one, and that was the Colts I had taking a defensive player. So, we are uh, – I'm just going to stick with the defensive um, uh, theme here. Excuse me. Sorry, my mind went blank on what word I wanted to use. Um, and then next we have the Oakland Raiders, and I have them taking Minka Fitzpatrick. See, now I have the uh, Raiders taking Derwin James. Okay. It both makes sense because that secondary is Garbo. Yeah. And like you said, Derwin James, he can drop down into coverage. He can play zone. So, I mean, Minka Fitzpatrick, he's another hes another one that I actually really, really like. Yeah, because, I mean, right now um, I'm looking at the Oakland Raiders depth chart. They have uh, Gary and Conley yep. and Darius Hillary, um, neither of which are great in man coverage. Um, and you know how Gruden's going to want to run that. It's going to be a lot of man coverage. <laughs> yeah. So I think that they're going to need somebody that's quick, and Minka Fitzpatrick is that. Yeah, I, I, um, it, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, so that is our top 10 mock draft. I can't go any deeper because I will really not know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, <laughs> moving on from that, we have uh, something that you and I talked about earlier. RG3 signed with the Baltimore Ravens today. Um, do you like this move? Do you not like this move? I love this move. Honestly, like I've stated before, I talked about how I love, um, you know, these quarterbacks that like, or any players in general that fall out of the league and they're trying their hardest to like come back and, you know, be the player that they once were. And yeah, like, for example, Johnny Manziel, you know, with his whole comeback season that he's, you know, talking about right now and meeting with the Patriots and, you know, he's trying to come back. RG three obviously had it rough with Washington, got cut from there. Ended up going to the Browns, getting cut from the Browns. Now he's with the Ravens. I do, do I see him as competition with Joe Flacco? No. But do I see him as a viable backup? Depending on – well, this is pre-draft, so like – Yes, as a viable backup for Joe Flacco, yes. I like having RG3 there. But would I – if I could start my own NFL team – would I have either of them as my starter? No. I 
I agree with that. Um, RG3 we have seen is just like Derek Carr. He has the body of a 35-year-old quarterback who's taken so many shots that they are made of glass. Um, I I love RG3 as a person. Um, Anytime he does an interview, I am captivated and I listen. I'm intrigued. Yeah. However... I don't think that RG3 is a very good fit for the Ravens. Um, They don't. RG3 is more of a college style quarterback, just like Vince Young was just like Tim Tebow. Um, And I haven't, I haven't seen him try to adjust out of that to become like Cam Newton has, where he's trying to evolve his style of play. RG3 has not done that. Well, it's also the uh, too, because with Carolina, with Cam Newton, I'm actually happy you said that, they changed their playing style for a while there around Cam Newton. With, right. With the, plays, like with the playbook, you know, when Cam Newton was in college, they basically just had half, like it was like half the field and like just little pictures basically that he just had to yeah. look at, and that's how he ran the play. So for his first couple of years coming into the NFL, that's what they did for Cam Newton. Whereas with RG3, Coach Shanahan kind of just like, hey, you know what this means, right? And he's like, uh, kind of. And then he's like, good, now go play. Yeah, I, I, um, I agree with that because it was hard to watch RG3 sometimes because the coaching staff did not help him. I agree with you 100%. Um, however... Even in Cleveland, like, I get it. It was hard to look good in Cleveland. But you still should have showed something, some kind of improvement, and I just did not see it. Um, He looks skittish in the pocket still. He looks like he has happy feet and ready to run. Um, I just don't see it in him. Yeah. Um, I would have preferred seeing them try to trade a Joe Flacco or try to – maybe trade up into the draft to pick up one of these new quarterbacks. Um, like maybe traded, maybe traded to the giants or something like that. Like uh, something, you know what I mean? Like I, I just, I, that's what I would have liked to see, but I guess even then, I don't think RG three is the best free agent quarterback out there. Currently. No, he's not. Like, he's – I think that people are focusing too much on the name and not on the ability. Exactly. Um, so, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, uh, I kind of, you know, we are kind of going to have to wrap it up within, like, the next 10 minutes. Yeah. So, um, we'll just get this out of the way because I know you've probably been sitting there bouncing your leg. Jerry Jones. <sighs> Jerry Jones. <laughs> Came out earlier, uh, was it today or yes? It was today or yesterday saying that the Eagles were not much different than the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. <sighs> Jerry, how many times has your team made it to the NFC Championship game in the past 20 years? How many Super Bowls have they made in the last 20 years? Oh, but we got 
we got five Super Bowl. Yeah, good for you. That was back when nobody remembers. That was, yeah. Nobody cares. Nobody cares about that team anymore. The fact that you want to compare your team to the Philadelphia Eagles is insane. The only comparison is that we found a diamond in the rough and so did you, except your diamond in the rough ended up having umpteen back surgeries and ours led us to a Super Bowl. Yep. (laughs) You have a great, uh, well, had a great offensive line, but you're too stupid to try to keep that offensive line together to protect your quarterback who you thought was going to be the future of the franchise and to protect the running back that is the future of your franchise. Instead, you're letting it fall apart right in front of you. Stop it. You and Papa John need to go back to the restaurant and cook up a different recipe. Just stop it. I'm confused about the Papa John's analogy. That was what? You don't know about that? Well, I know that Papa John's lost his partnership with the NFL. No, he quit his partnership with the NFL because he was uh, on Jerry Jones's side to try to overthrow Roger Goodell. Well, b- besides that, though, he did lose it because there was ra- he made he made a bunch of racial claims and stuff. Well, yeah, but then Peyton Manning got out of it because he was smart and was just like, "Uh, no, not get not getting involved in this." Yeah, Peyton Manning <laughs> like, after his franchise or all of his. Papa John's franchises. Yeah. So, and now Papa John is like all, all over Jerry Jones's side and saying that Roger Goodell is corrupt and everything. And it's like, come on, bro. Like, okay. Roger, Goodell, shut up. Roger Goodell is corrupt, but I'm not on Jerry Jones' side. <laughs> yeah. <no>. Like, <laughs> Roger Goodell is very corrupt. Um, so, I guess we could save the other – the bold predictions and the thought-provoking question for next week's episode. So, we will give um, our social media plugs. Uh, you can go ahead and start because I actually have to look and see what my Twitter account is. Okay. Uh, <laughs> let's see. I'm only mainly using my Twitter. Like, actively, I guess. I mean, I use, like, Snapchat and Instagram yeah. stuff, but those are, like, directly, like, my personal stuff, whereas with my personal one, I kind of will be plugging the show and um, my own personal show with uh, Die Hard Sports. So, right. Um, my personal Twitter handle is at it's Michael P. That's I-T-S-M-I-C-H-A-E-L-P. And then um, I think I just... For some reason, I thought your name just popped up. <laughs> um, my Twitter account, which I am trying very desperately to be more active on, is at Damien, D-A-M-I-A-N underscore Miller. Um, you can follow me on my Instagram, even though I don't post very much, which is Richard Bonaire Pro, um, R-I-C-H-A-R-D-B-O-N-N-A. IR pro um, and what the hell add me on Snapchat uh, dmill139 now I want to clarify for anybody that's going to go follow me on Twitter um, I tweet about everything not just football so as Damien saw just the other day I follow a couple different porn stars on, on Twitter <laughs> hey guys uh a <clears throat> couple of things. Uh, sorry, the uh, podcast kind of just randomly uh, 
cut out. So I was going to go through a couple of things here. Um, Damien is the new co-host for In the Huddle. It's not just me anymore, so that's awesome. Uh, I really love having a co-host. Um, I will possibly create a Twitter uh, if this show gets more of a following. Uh, I'll put all of Damien's uh, social media in the description of the show. I'll put my social media in the description of the show. And kind of to let you guys know, um, as you know, this is like an uncensored podcast. Our social medias are the same. Like, you're going to see who we truly are. Um, You're not going to see just football stuff from me. You're going to see stuff I find funny, other stuff that I see on Twitter, you know, my own personal tweets. So if you do choose to follow me or Damien, you're going to see more than just whatever sports we're talking about. Uh, as we said before, we're both Full Sail students. We all have, we both have radio shows through Full Sail. Damien is specifically about baseball. Mine is specifically about football. So um, I'm sure we'll talk about it more on the next episode. Our schedule for the show is kind of a little iffy right now. Um, I, I'm i sure we both have a lot going on in our personal lives. I mean, I do, definitely. But I'm also sure Damien does. So uh, hopefully we can get another episode out this week um maybe we'll kind of do like a little poll and see when you like what days work best for you guys will you know throughout the week to upload the episodes obviously we record them and uh figure it out earlier we don't upload them the same day unless it's like a rushed ordeal but yeah uh that was the introductory of damien i guess episode of in the huddle so uh next week or this week, we're not for sure yet, talk Damien, but uh, really hope you guys enjoyed this uh, episode, it was much more freelance and much more fun than my other episodes are, so I'm definitely looking forward to creating more for you guys to listen to, and just for me to Damien and have fun with, so peace out guys. Also guys, uh, you may notice that my mic work was a little bit odd. Uh, doing this whole call thing between Damien and I, as we said, was new, so my mic was a little weird. But uh, I have it fixed now. I figured it out. So from here on out, we'll just do great and provide you with whatever entertainment you guys want to see. All right. Again, peace out, guys. <laughs>